This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 444, How to Help Your Teenager Begin to Build Credit Responsibly, by Emily Guy Birkin with ptmoney.com. And I am your host and narrator, Dan. I'm here each weekday reading to you from some of the best personal finance blogs anywhere. And I always want to remind you that you can share your ideas with us if you'd like to hear a certain author, maybe a certain topic covered here on the show. Come uh, share that information with us at oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com. And just two weeks ago, our team here got to visit the PT of PT Money, that is Philip Taylor, down at FinCon in Dallas. Uh, FinCon is a personal finance conference that Philip puts on every year. It was great meeting him as well as a bunch of the other authors that we narrate throughout our podcast network. And we're planning to attend FinCon next year as well. It's uh, down in Orlando in 2018, and we'll keep you posted on that. But it was great meeting Philip Taylor and looking forward to seeing him again. The post today is from a regular contributor on his site, Emily Guy Birkin. It was written for parents, but if you don't have kids of your own, there are still some great lessons here for everybody. So let's get right to it as we optimize your life. How to Help Your Teenager Begin to Build Credit Responsibly by Emily Guy Birkin with ptmoney.com. Your little one is all grown up. He might be heading off to college in the fall or she might start working full-time after high school graduation. In either case, your job as a parent isn't quite done. You also need to make sure they are on the path to building good credit. The good news is that you no longer have to worry about credit card companies persuading your teenager to sign up for a credit card he might not be ready for in exchange for a Frisbee, a t-shirt, or a slice of pizza. Since the Credit Card Act of 2009 went into effect, Young adults are no longer thrown into the credit deep end and left to sink or swim on their own. Anyone under the age of 21 who's applying for credit must now either have an adult co-signer or proof of income in order to qualify for credit. The flip side of this good news is that parents have to step up and make certain that they teach their teenagers how to build good credit. Considering the fact that the average household carrying credit card debt owes over $15,000, helping underage adults to make good credit decisions is not necessarily an easy task. If you want to make sure your teen gets a good start financially, here are five moves you can help her take to start building credit. One, make sure your teen's credit is his own. Identity theft of minors is a serious problem, affecting tens of thousands of children and teens each year. Since teens have a clean slate credit-wise, they make an attractive target for identity thieves. Parents can request their minor child's credit report from the three bureaus, and it's a good idea to do this, particularly if you have reason to believe your teenager's identity has been stolen. You can check this for free at annualcreditreport.com. You can also check your teen's credit score for free using a service like creditkarma.com. In any case, it's difficult for your teen to build a good credit history if there is fraudulent activity under her name. So it's worthwhile to request a credit report just to ensure that every credit decision she makes is her own. Two, make your teenager an authorized user on your credit card. If you have good credit, allowing your teenager to become an authorized user on your account will allow them to piggyback on your credit while making it impossible for them to overspend without your knowledge. In addition, you have the ability to limit the available credit for any authorized users, so this can be a great way for your teenager to put a toe into the water of responsible credit use. The only downside to this strategy is the fact that the bill will still come to you. So while your teenager will benefit from your good credit and will learn not to use plastic for every transaction, at least not without having to face the wrath of mom and dad, being an authorized user will not give her a real sense of the responsibility facing her. That fact may be enough to tempt parents into co-signing a credit card for their teen, but except in very specific circumstances, parents simply should not do that. 
Co-signing for a loan will enable your team to make poor decisions while you will still be on the hook for the consequences. There are better ways to teach your teenager how to pay your bills, ways that can't potentially hurt your credit. For instance, three, have your teenager pay for his own utilities. While on-time payments for utilities are generally not reported to the credit bureaus, delinquencies often can be. According to Investopedia, quote, utility companies will report delinquent accounts much more quickly than other institutions, end quote. Paying for utilities may not directly help your teen build good credit, but it will give him an opportunity to learn good budgeting and bill-paying habits while the stakes are still relatively low. For example, when I was living in the dorm my freshman year in college, my parents elected to have my phone bill, which also happened to be my only utility bill, sent directly to me. They also made it clear that they would not bail me out if I had a particularly high bill. This might have been a bluff on their part, but it was enough of a threat to keep me sweating through some lean months. This helped me to learn very early how to budget, how to schedule my bill paying, and the painful repercussions of making a late payment. That meant I was ready for the responsibility of a credit card when I applied for one two years later. Four, encourage your teenager to get a job and apply for his own credit card. The issue of a job can be a pretty good litmus test for your teen's readiness for responsibility. Ideally, Junior will want to work and either contribute to his own education expenses or earn his own money. If he balks at the suggestion of, gasp, working, he's clearly not ready for credit and it's time for you to start showing some tough love. But if your teenager is earning his own income, he can apply for credit on his own even if he is under 21 but he will still need some guidance from you. Make sure that he only takes on as much credit card as he can handle. Both retail credit cards, which can be easier to get with no credit history, and secured credit cards can limit the amount of trouble your teenager can get into while giving him an easy introduction to credit. If your income earning teenager is ready to apply for his own credit card, be sure to help him find the one that will best fit his needs. Five, have your home address remain her main residence. This is particularly helpful for college students. Lenders like to see stability in terms of living arrangements, and college students will often change their address at least once a year. Your child can still use your address on credit card applications, which will appear much more favorable on her applications than four different residences in four years would. However, if you do allow your teenager to do this, make sure that they are signing up for paperless bills or statements so that they cannot claim they didn't receive bills in time to pay them. The bottom line. The Credit Card Act was created to help protect young adults from predatory lending practices and from stumbling into huge credit problems through ignorance. As much as I believe in the importance of this legislation, it only takes care of one side of the equation. Parents have the responsibility to teach their children how to handle credit, and young adults must take the time to learn the ropes before mistakes become disasters. Even parents who have struggled with credit themselves can help their teenagers get a good start with credit as long as they set reasonable boundaries and limits and take the time to educate themselves and their kids. You just listened to the post titled How to Help Your Teenager Begin to Build Credit Responsibly by Emily Guy Birkin with ptmoney.com. And I'm going to keep this ending nice and short for you today. So have yourselves a great rest of your day and I will see you in the Friday show tomorrow where we'll have a post from Financial Samurai. See you there where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this podcast, but also Optimal Living Daily, the show where I read to you from even more blogs covering finance, productivity, minimalism, personal development, and more from incredible bloggers like Derek Sivers, Zen Habits, Mark and Angel, The Minimalists, and all the ones you hear on this show too. 
So if you enjoyed today's episode and like taking amazing blogs on the go, come on over to Optimal Living Daily and subscribe to that one too. And together, we'll start optimizing your life. You've been listening to Optimal Finance Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.